views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey everybody, welcome. Welcome to the welcome to the show. I mean, Dr. Glenda Rice is in the house and uh, you know, you can you I know you guys can't see me, but you can feel me smiling right here. Uh because we're just going to continue the conversation we were just having forward into the show. Now, what I love about what Dr. Glenda is doing is, you know, when you work with someone and play with someone as we have and watch the evolution of of Dr. Glenna when you when you kind of are part of that there's something that happens that connects you to another human being in a way that you can't explain very well and you know part of this is also how we show up in the world for our children and our grandchildren and what does all of that mean you know what is it about Glenna and her life that has gotten her to say you know what I work with parents, I work with children, I work to help people and play to help people understand more about how they access consciousness. I am somebody that has said yes to a life where parents come to me, Glenna, Dr. Glenna, and ask me questions. And now I find myself in the, in the world, 20 years now, I find myself in the world, you know, as somebody that is absolutely bursting out at the seams, whether you know her as somebody in the body classes, which we'll talk about, owner of Access Physical Therapy, Access Facilitator, she teaches Access Consciousness seminars on parenting uh, for, worldwide. You know, she's a single mother of three, and not only is she speaking in the world with people that want to know an easier way of parenting, but how about more fun? How about more joy? How about having absolutely stellar relationships with your children and your grandchildren? And yeah, you're thinking, my kids are all grown up. No, no, it doesn't stop when your kids are grown up. It absolutely does not. As a matter of fact, Dr. Glenna, welcome to the show. I got to ask you a question. Sometimes it could even be worse. Yes, <laughs> yes it could be. It's funny because um, 
you said 20 years, and I was like, wait, I've been doing access. It's not been 20 years yet. And it's like, wow, but I've been a parent for 22 years because that's how my oldest, how old my oldest is. So, yeah, I've got yeah, adults. I've got an 18-year-old yeah. and a 22-year-old. They're adults now. They are yeah. not children in the same way. And, I'm, you know, these tools have been so amazing and incredible, these access tools that you get out on these shows all the time is um I've been such a gift, and I'm seeing it more now that they're adults than I thought when I was in the middle of things. Um, and yeah, people are coming up and asking me different questions now. I'm a, I'm old school at this, I guess. <laughs> oh God! But you know, it's really interesting. <laughs> you got to be old school, uh, and are able to talk about this, and a recognized expert in this field as well, uh, because you have been able to see the benefit in your own life with choosing something different, with choosing something that that not only works, but allows uh, your, your children and then their children. Uh, let's just talk about it. It's liberation, really, because it's a sense of freedom that many people don't believe they have. Can we talk about, you know, the principles and the tools of access and how they open the door to liberation? Because we have not talked about that. And I think we have to talk about that before we jump into talking about parenting. Parents don't think they have choices and they definitely don't think their kids should have choices. You, you, can you feel what I'm saying here? Yeah, absolutely. And that's so just these ordered points about um, this reality. There's just these, um, the way we're ordered to do parenting and childhood and all these other things, the way we solidify things into, you know, this is the way it has to be done with our fixed points of views about it. Totally limits the freedom and liberation you're talking about. And I didn't have tons when I found these tools. I, I was, um, I tended to follow the energy a bit here and there, but I did have a lot of ways I controlled my kids and controlled my life and thought I didn't have choice. I really thought I didn't have choice. I had to do this parenting thing. It's a lot of responsibility. Um, it wasn't fun every day. And um, I didn't really function from this kind of control in most of my life. And it felt like I had to with parenting. And access gave me questions and just awareness about how it could be so different. You know, I really like empowering your children to create an amazing future, to create an amazing life, to know that they know that they um, have awareness and they can negotiate the world with ease. It's something I think most parents at least sort of want for their children, and some want it desperately and have nowhere to go to choose it. Um, so you come up with these ideas and you force these things into place that you think, from some weird points of view, that are actually going to work to create these things, and it's really the opposite of what we think it is, to allow our children to have the freedom to create their life great and not get in their way, not force them into the boxes of this reality that we think we should force them into because that's how you fit in here. And if you can be forced into a box and we can show them the right boxes, then their life will be easier. It's really totally opposite. Um, it's, it's, and it's not about letting free form go, you know, do drugs, run around, you know, naked in the streets, all those kind of things. It's really giving them the awareness of what's going to work for them and what's going to work mm. for you as a parent. And parents so rarely include themselves in that also, which is one of the things that changed hugely for me, um, was to let, let my life work for me also. It wasn't just about my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a minute? I think it's really important to just stop for a minute and say more about that. You know, a lot of times when we have these conversations, uh, Glenna, and I don't mean you and I, I mean the population of the, you know, uh, of the world in the United States, especially, you know, it's my kids, my kids, my kids, my kids. 
But what we're talking about here is a parallel growth curve. And what I mean by a parallel growth curve is, you know, you and I have been on air and there has been a parallel growth curve. There's been one for you, but there's been one for me. There's been one for you and there's been there's been one for our listening audience. Here we have parents and children. Isn't it, you know, I mean, isn't it almost impossible to expect our children to grow and learn new things if we're not going to do it? Yeah, it's more difficult. That's sure. Some kids mm-hmm. are going to do it no matter what what obstacles are in the way. And other people, other kids are going to, you know, look up to their parents in a way. And if their parents aren't including themselves in their life, they're going to see that's what I should do when I grow up. Um, yeah, I like parallel growth. curve. That's kind of fun. I like it. Yes, we have. <laughs> it's like when you're choosing greater for you, everybody else gets to come along. So when you're choosing as a parent to include yourself in the uh creation of your life and your reality, um, then you actually, because you're a parent, you've already chosen that as part of your life, it will include your children. You won't ever exclude your children from that greatness when you choose it for you. And it's often hard for people to see that. They feel like there's so much of a um, push in this, here you should give up your life for your children. A really good mother does that. That's what we think, you know, you're supposed to aspire to, being a Mm -hmm. martyr for your children. Um, and you hear parents talking about it all the time. I gave up this thing to have a child, you know, my child, or the, the, just just that thing. You should give your child, you know, if you really love your children, you give your life up for them. That's not what actually creates anything for anybody. Because I don't know, if I, I mean, I certainly never wanted that for my parents. And I don't think my children would have ever wanted me to give up my life for them, but I was. Because I thought that was what was required as a parent. I needed to be there for them and take care of them and make sure everything worked for them despite what I wanted to choose. And it was never actually that, because when I started choosing more for me, um, their lives got greater. The parallel growth curve that you were talking about is exactly what happened. And and I see it all the time. Yeah. And then then the kids get to do this really fun thing for them, and they get to start contributing to their parents in a totally different way. I used to ask that question, you know, what contribution can my children be to my life that Mm. I've never considered? Um, And the, the contribution is not what you think it is. It never shows up the way you think it does. Um, it right. was just, they would start playing on their own when they were little with more ease. Um, when they came out to ask me questions when I was working, I would give them a second and I would say, Hey, mom's right in the middle of something. Is that okay? Can you wait a second? And they would go, sure. And walk away instead of being needy like they'd been before. And I was like, wow, that's how they're contributing. They're seeing what I'm doing and I've asked them to contribute and it's total ease. It was none of that kind of push and pull that was going on before then started to go away. And when you, and, and mm. noticing these things actually created more. The more I noticed where they were contributing, the more that started to show up. Mm. Oh, boy. I, I, I want to talk about this as well, uh, and, and especially when we come back. Uh, uh, how about grandchildren? Let me talk with you about that. The reason that this has okay. come up uh, uh, is because I'm finding I'm finding more and more uh, parents slash now that have become grandparents that are now caring for maybe full time but a large part of the time for their grandchildren and I, I would love to talk with you about that when we come back. Is it different? 
is it a different strategy? Uh, and of course, you know, Glenda, you love when I ask these questions, don't you? Let's take a short break. Everyone. Yeah, right. <laughs> when we come back, grandchildren, children, do we get to put them all in the same pot? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease we are not going to let you down we're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio the message will continue the conversations will become stronger and the healing epic are you feeling stagnant or blocked in your love life career health or finances experiencing difficulty focusing or setting and achieving goals tune in to spiritual diagnostics radio with psychic visionary healers carol dorian and suzanne evans discover the cause and effect of unwanted patterns in life tune in every tuesday at 12 p.m pacific on transformation talk radio for more information visit spiritualdeed.com are you searching searching? looking for a sign a message you need to hear from the great unknown, from the most mysterious place that is the most familiar to your soul and the depths of who you are. The universe puts someone here to talk to, someone God gave a blessing to that you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net, 1-800-323-1790. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease we are not going to let you down we're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio the message will continue the conversations will become stronger and the healing epic there are so many resources out there for meditation But did you know that Atana's Heart Earth Healing Meditation is available for you for free? Yes, that's right. You can receive this free healing meditation today from Atana Vadili. All you need to do is visit his website, atanamethod.com. That's A-T-A-A-N-A 
autonomethod.com and sign up. You will receive your free meditation instantly. That's autonomethod.com. Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am so excited. I was just talking with Glenna here. Dr. Glenna Rice, um, allow your children to choose their future. I love this topic. Allow your children to choose their future. And, you know, this is really a personal topic for me in a lot of ways. Um, And, you know, think about this, everyone. What questions can you ask uh, to get out of your children's way? I love this. You know, my stepmom had this going on. Before we get back into the question and we talk about, you know, children, grandchildren, you know, are they all in a kind of, you know, one size fits all. Please tell folks, first of all, how they can how they can work with you directly, how they can find out more about you. And for those of you all listening, this the phone lines are open if you have questions or our instant feedback. 1-800-930-2819. Give us a shout. Dr. Glenner would love to help you out. How can folks find out more about you? And tell us where you're going to be. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I The easiest way to find out information on me is to go to glennarice.com. And you can have my emails there, so you can email me questions you have. I do do private sessions, phone sessions, Skype sessions. I'm always open to that possibility. It's really fun to work energetically over the phone with people. Um, and where am I going to be? I will be in Estonia, Tallinn, Estonia, in on Friday. Um, and I'm doing a three-day body class there, the amazing Access Consciousness body class where we teach energetic body processes. And then the... Um, ESSE, Energetic Synthesis of Structural Embodiment, ESSE class, I will be teaching that there also. Um, and after there, uh, I'm popping into Dublin for a minute, and then <laughs> I'm going to Tokyo. First time in Japan. I'm really excited about that class. I'll be doing those two classes yeah. there. And I'll be doing a parenting class in Estonia that will probably be available to purchase afterwards. I often have those their evening classes. Um, I'll be doing one in Mexico also in December, Conscious Parenting, Conscious Kids. So nice. that if you were interested in something like that, you just email me at my um, Glenna at GlennaRice.com. Awesome. You know, I was just saying during the break that um, you and I have been, you know, having these conversations for several years now. And before you and I, uh, you know, Gary as well. And mm-hmm. I, I just think that and what I said to you was, you know, Glenna, I really do believe in a lot of what you've shared has really rubbed off on me because I'm, I've seen it in a situation uh, with a nine-year-old here recently and a comment that was made to me. And what then came up is the question of parent versus grandparent. A lot (laughs) of grandparents feel that their role is different and that they don't have the same, what's the word I'm looking for, flexibility that they did 
with their own child, who are ch- children who are now adult. Can you talk about this a little bit? You know, did we create an illusion about this? Huh. That's such an interesting question for me. I was saying that yeah. in the break, too, because, you know, my mother is one of the greatest helps for me with raising my kids and always has been. Uh, she's And she's here quite often when I travel, um, more now since my son has moved out, because he would help, you know, take care of that day-to-day stuff with his sisters when he was here. Amazing man I raised, helped raise or facilitated mm-hmm. raising. Um, so my, my mom <laughs> is an amazing help, and I think what you're kind of getting at is sometimes you have like disparate points of views between what the grandparents and how they think kids should be raised and how you're raising your children, and that conflict can show up in that. And then there are some grandparents that just aren't that interested in doing grandparent-type stuff, and you can feel that energy where they're trying to force them into that. They may have not really had a lot of fun being parents either. A lot of us aren't asking questions when we choose that, and definitely grandparents would have been back more in an era where everybody had kids. Um, So there's, like, can be conflicts, and there can be, I get them with my mom, and my kids will bring them up, and it's really to see everything as an interesting point of view, which is a tool I give out a lot, these tools that kind of rub off, it's kind of, I like that consciousness rubs off on you, <laughs> I may use that as a tagline, I like that. It, it did, I, I know this, I know it rubbed off on me, because I was sharing another situation where I, I was telling you that it felt light, um, and that I wished it were lighter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's it's because the tools are really practical. They're mm-hmm. practical, pragmatic, easy. They kind of, they just make sense. And if you use them, they work and your life gets better and things get easier. So yeah. it's hard not to want more of that or have that kind of, you know, change things. Um, and thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's so really important. You know, it's really important. I'm using it right now for myself. But I also, for this nine-year-old that I mentioned, I'm not going to mention her name on the air, But there is a connection that I have with her that I know is a result of what you've taught me and what I've learned from you. I know it because I don't ask the kinds of questions you ask a three, four, five, six, seven, eight or nine year old. And I'm telling you, I wasn't born that way. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I was saying that you saw, you know, you saw the infinite being she is that's in the little body and you recognized it and she was able to receive that from you it's just, just amazing it's amazing mm-hmm. yeah with, the, with with grandparents it's like if you know to allow them to choose and the kids to choose how they want to create the relationship um, and then when the grandparents are overwhelming when your parents or your in-laws or however it works are overwhelming or putting out points of views for how you should do anytime someone's telling you you should do parenting a certain way that's pretty much a red flag they're trying to order you into a point of view that's probably not going to work for you or your kids so to create more ease, is to, um, one, it's an interesting point of view that they have that. Wherever they came from, they came, that's their point of view. It's just interesting. It's not something you have to do anything with. And in those situations, depending on the grandparent, I've, I've had these questions. It's like, tell them what they want to hear. You know, tell them, like, mm-hmm. when uh, mother was talking about she wanted, didn't want to vaccinate her children. And the grandparents were, oh, my God, you have to vaccinate them. You can't do that to them you know, crazy up in arms around it. And, I'm, and But the grandparent lived in another part of the world. Like, they didn't even see each other. And I said, just tell her you did it. The next time you talk to her, say, oh, yeah, I'm going to go. I have an appointment next week to get him vaccinated. Thank you so much for your advice. Or I'm really considering that. I think it's really great advice. Thank you so much. How can you diffuse the situation so it goes away, so it's easier for you? You know, what can you say to the grandparents to create ease with that? 
and then giving them the freedom to create the relationship they want, or even if they don't really want to have a relationship with their grandchildren. Um, trying not, you know, it's not forcing things into, into place that aren't working. And how can you have, you know, what contribution can your parents be to you raising your children? You've never considered. What contribution can your children be to their grandparents? You've never considered. And allowing that energy to be in existence instead of the fight that can show up. And I do that with my, you know, my, my mother has different points of views about raising the kids. She wants to control them a lot of, more than me. She's like really important that their grades are better than I had a point of view about. And she would get on one of my daughters about this and it was creating a lot of conflict. And I had, I talked to my daughter. I had a conversation with her. It's like, okay, grandma's going to say these things. Just smile at her and say, everything's great, grandma. Thank you so much for asking. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really working on it. And I really appreciate your help and how concerned you are about me. Mm-hmm. And just those little sentences were able to, you know, my mother, her, yeah. she felt listened to. And yeah. it diffused the energy of her wanting to force my daughter into a box that absolutely was not going to work for her future, which I could see, but my mom wasn't really able to see it at that time. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, I, I love this because we get to step into the world of possibility with children. And, yeah. you know, I remember a scenario where, um, not this birthday, maybe seven-year birthday, um, I... First of all, she and I have one thing in common. We love gemstones. Learned this early on about her. Would come into my house, see these gemstones. And you know, right, Dr. Glenna, when a kid starts to play with your gemstones over and over (laughs) again, do you think maybe there's something that resonates with that, right? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So you don't need parents saying, don't touch that, because I didn't say, you know what I mean? That wouldn't be the direction you might want to go. And I remember this. I had this beautiful deck of gemstone cards that I can't remember who did the cards. But, you know, somebody that does these affirmation cards with gemstones. And they're they're really kind of cool. They're amazing. And I remember having them out. And all of a sudden, you know, she sees them and says, oh, you know, like that, like children do. Oh, and she picks them up. And, you know, you could see the other parents like, oh, no, don't touch that, right? I mean, you know, you can feel that energy, Glenna. Do you know what I'm saying? You can feel that energy. And Mm -hmm. I took the cards, opened up the box, spread them on the floor right where she stood. And I said, what do you think about these? Which one do you like? I mean, I don't know if that's good parenting or not. I don't know that uh, if I violated rule number 632 about what not to teach (laughs) your child to do. Uh, You know, I didn't know if, you know, the parent was like, you know, if parents are germaphobes and they don't want the cards on the floor. I really didn't care. But aren't we talking about also as adults tapping into a vibe and an energy, a kind energy that that you get from young people. I want to talk with you about that when we come back. Because if we're not going to say what else is possible and hear the voice, open up the dang cards, Pat, throw them on the floor and have some fun, then what is the alternative to that? And where does that get us? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Dr. Glenna Rice is in the house. When we come back, I want to make sure you have her address. She also does a monthly telecall for you guys. It's really fabulous. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Come take my hand. 
Chris Stanis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, i got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Tune in to The Michael Shane Show, the third Tuesday of each month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and connect with the ascended beings to raise your vibration and manifest the life you desire. Get ready to receive healing through the transphysical mediumship of Reverend Michael Shane and the ascended beings. Visit MichaelShane.com. That's M-Y-C-H-A-E-L, Shane.com, and call 425-971-6632 to schedule your full healing session now. Are you feeling stagnant or blocked in your love life, career, health, or finances? Experiencing difficulty focusing or setting and achieving goals? Tune in to Spiritual Diagnostics Radio with psychic visionary healers Carol Dorian and Suzanne Evans. Discover the cause and effect of unwanted patterns in life. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit spiritualdeed.com. Are you searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place? That is the most familiar to your soul? In the depths of who you are? The universe puts someone here to talk to. Someone God gave a blessing to. That you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net 1-800-323-1790 you wanted to make more money without working harder or more? Maybe you've tried new ways to bring in extra income without success. Hi, my name is Deb Acker, and in addition to being the host of Truth Talk Radio, I'm an intuitive life coach and energy healer. I clear energy blocks to all areas of life, including abundance. Did you know many times we have an invisible income ceiling? So no matter what we do, our income never goes up, or if our income does go up, we experience an unexpected expense that negates this. How much would it be worth to significantly increase your income or even have unexpected income show up? When I was in the corporate world, I used these techniques to increase my income by tens of thousands of dollars without changing my work routine. In fact, I worked even less, and I now help clients do the same. If this resonates for you and you're truly ready for abundance in your life, I'd love to gift you with my pattern identification session. Simply contact me on the contact page of my website, deborahacker.com. That's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-A-C-K-E-R.com. And let me know you heard about this gift through Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to connecting soon. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Yeah. If you're hearing Olivia Newton-John, uh, yeah, that's going to be Thursday at 11 uh, right here. So uh, she's going to be popping in. That'll be great to talk with her. Um, you know, you talk about a, a tough life and talk about, you know, what it's like to raise children and raise children, especially in her case, in the spotlight. Uh, and you get to understand what's underneath all that, what makes us what makes us shine and and how we can bring that to the forefront for ourselves and our children. Dr. Glenna Rice is, is an expert on this. You know, she travels the world. Uh, uh, and what she does is she works with people from all walks of life, from all countries. And, you know, the message is consistent. Um, and that's what we're talking about today, uh, Glenna. We're talking about a, a sort of a universal uh, possibility. Listen, out of all the years you've been doing this, out of everything you've, you've said, uh, out of things you've presented to parents, I got to ask you, what is the hardest uh, part of this for people? Where does the resistance come from? And I, and I know that you've been in front of parents and grandparents that, you know, something shows up. What, what is it that they, they struggle with uh, before they literally say, yeah, I'm going to try this? Um, being right about what their point of view is. That they've mm. got, you know, this is the right way to parent. It's, yeah, I just, this is what inspired this call to talk about this, is I had a couple parents um, speak with me last week. And they were both asking very similar, it was a similar energy that they were asking. One was a, a father who has um, a daughter, and he's a musician. Like, that is his like life stream. He's so beautiful at this. He does many other beautiful things too, but music and um, is his forte and his dream and his love. And mm-hmm. so his daughter's in piano lessons, right? Um, and he's like, how do, so when your kid's not interested in something, how can you get them interested in it? And I was like, and it was yeah. just immediately, um, you don't. You don't get people interested in things. They choose to be interested. I was just like, stop. She does. If she does, you know, ask the question: Is, is you know, something? Our piano lessons something that's creating more for her? Is it something that's going to, you know, um, contribute to her future? Is it something she's actually interested in doing, or is it us as parents deciding that's the right thing to do? And parents have this all the time. I had it. You know, uh, my son should do sports. My dad did sports. My brother did sports. Boys do sports. Girls do sports. I did sports. That's what we do. My son did them and had very little interest. That was not what was creating his future. It, and, and, you know, I came, I came up with a, one of the very few rules I have in my house um, was that if the children weren't dressed for their activity at the door telling me to hurry up because they were going to be late, we didn't do it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. I never, yeah, it's pretty extreme for parents, but the, you know, because I spent a lot of years um, before I had these awarenesses. Cause I looked at my son, I was like, wow. I was I had him in five different activities that I had him in like he was in soccer and baseball and karate and gymnastics. Um, we did rock climbing. It was like, and he did them all and he showed up and I struggled to get him out the door for tons of these. Um, and I looked at it like, wow, if he can do all these things as well as he's doing, I wonder what he could do if he chose. Cause I was really choosing them mm. all for him. I had these great ideas about all these things that would enhance his future in his life. Never asked him or his body a single question. 
that was one of the first things I did in that when I um, found the access tools. Like one of the first things, probably in the first month, I looked at his body and asked the question, like, I wonder what he would like to choose. What, and he dropped everything but karate. Yeah. And I it wasn't this. about me. It was about mm-hmm. him and his, what he wanted for his future. Um, wow. And then, then, you could, then I started seeing, which was, this was cool. I started seeing the energy that matched what would create more for them and contributed to that. And mm-hmm. boy, did things get easier as a parent. When you're not fighting the things you think are right a child should do, fighting with them about that, but actually contributing to things that they're creating and choosing that's going to create what they want in the future. They don't, may only be in a week. You know, they just want to, you know, go out with a friend that's going ice skating or something. I don't know. And that's maybe all they do with it. But that you can see where the energy of that contributes to something they're creating. It gets so much easier. That struggle that we have as parents just starts to dissipate. And then they do. Yeah. My daughter does yell at me. In the, you know, I have gymnastics practice and she's dressed and ready to go. And she goes, come on, mom, come on, we're going to be late. And she pulls me off the computer. That's much easier than me fighting them. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think my stepmom, I think my my stepmom might have been a, a, a access consciousness facilitator. I really do. <laughs> That's awesome. I really do. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you and, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, like I remember that. You know, I remember a, a couple of different sides of things. But here's here's the thing that's so important to this. You know, I don't think I don't think we all have the same kind of upbringing. You know, we don't. But we kind of have same kind of scenarios. When I was growing up and I was a teenager, it was really clear to me I didn't want to go to secretarial school. And yes, that's what they called it when I was a teenager. So, yes, it's politically incorrect, but I need to just say that because that's what it is. That's what it was called. Now, my two sisters, they were okay with doing that. But I didn't want to do that. I wanted to study music and art. I'm a girl in the Bronx. We live in the Bronx. But I wanted to study music and art. I played the viola at that point in time. I love music. I loved art. Now, okay, some of my art was illegal at the time. Spray cans go a long way. Spray paint cans, okay. (laughs) All right. You know, yep, that. But I don't know. Whatever it was, I really loved it. And I remember my dad um, and my uncles and the way that the family decided this, Glenna, is the family comes together and they would talk about the kids, mm-hmm. the cousins. You know what I mean? The, the whole gang of these people slept over and drank a lot of Zambuca, smoked cigars and talked about the family. Right. I know you could see the picture, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, this yeah. isn't it. This is an Italian family, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and this is what would happen. We would talk about my cousin, Billy. Cousin Billy was going to be an accountant. Of course he was. That was cousin Billy. That was going to be his deal. My two stepsisters, of course, you know, secretarial school, that was going to be a big thing to pay for them to go to school. And then they come to me. And, you know, they're all around the table. And by the way, the kids had to participate in this. So this is this is, you know, what I remember. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. licking all the I remember licking all the liquor that didn't get sucked down. That was the fun part of this whole event. And and I remember sitting around a table with this and, you know, they're talking about me. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. I want to go to Christopher Columbus High School. I said, I, I, I can be in the first orchestra. Now, my family didn't know anything about a first orchestra, a second orchestra. As a matter of fact, my dad never came to a concert. My aunt, aunt and uncle did. 
And I remember all of a sudden they start to talk in Italian. And my stepmom, who was quietly over in the corner, beautiful woman, quietly, she stayed out of most of the business. She walked up to the table in this southern accent and she said to my dad, Honey, I love you. I know what you, I don't know what you all are talking about, but you need to be talking about English. I may have something to say about this. And they started to talk and my and my mother stepped in and looked at my dad. She didn't look at anybody else in the family. And she said something like you just said. She said something like, "Honey, what would it look like if you were just to give up that idea?" Something like that about yeah. me going to secretarial school. And the next yeah. thing I know, I was off and I was able to go to Christopher Columbus High School. Now, I don't know that that's exactly what you're talking about, but sometimes it takes courage for parents to try something it, new. And we don't it, talk it about that enough. Yeah. It yeah. Does. I'd like I you mean, to talk about that and skip the break because there is a, a courage that I remember from my mom with my, my relatives all speaking in Italian. And by the way, they started to talk Italian again. She turned around and looked at them and gave them an evil devil look. But what does it take? Isn't it courage that it takes to do this? It is. There is a, a lot of courage. Because yeah, parents, I mean, no one. there's no like really good tool book on how to be a parent. No one teaches you how to be a parent. You're just kind of winging it, going by what your parents did and your grandparents did with them and great-grandparents. And, you know, what you're talking about is deciding what the child, what would work for the children and what their future is supposed to be like. You know, this one goes to that school. Um, that's how we all, like, there's so much of that out there. The courage to step beyond that and look from a totally different place and a totally different awareness, yeah, it does. Um, and one of the tools I give parents, like this is really, can be really helpful, is look at your child, and if they're not choosing what you think they should choose, remember that word should is usually an order you're putting in place, um, look at the energy and ask a question, is my child going to be okay in the future? Because so much of this comes from a worry that it's not, they're not going to turn out well or something's going to be missed or something, and it's totally the opposite. They're not missing out on anything when we're forcing, when they're choosing for them. They miss out when we force them into something that's not really going to work for them. Like, what would you have missed out on if you went to secretarial school, which would never have worked for you? So, yeah, yeah, the courage to ask that and to see what the energy, that light and heavy, like, look at the energy. I had to do that with my kids so many times over the years. And I have to tell you, this is what I get from this, is that their futures are greater than I could imagine. And they're starting to show up in ways that are surprising me every day. What my two oldest are creating, um, and the, the, the quickness that they're creating from is, and it so matches the energy that they are. And it's not mm-hmm. what I thought they should be. You know, there was a mother that, was at the, that, that just spoke to me who has a, um, her daughter's not doing well in school. Now, the mother's very accomplished, um, and the father is very accomplished, lots of education in their background, kind of like me and my ex-husband would be the same thing, all doctorate degrees and on. School was easy, good grades, So, because um, I have a daughter similar to hers. <laughs> so, this is what mm-hmm. so her daughter is not doing well in school. She's not, and the mother just, it, it, she can't, like her life, that's what was important to her in her life. So she couldn't see beyond what was important to her. Um, and to get out, step out of that box and look at her daughter is, 
is that what's actually going to contribute to mm-hmm. her future, good grades? You know, my, I was looked at my daughter. I had to ask that question. Is good grades actually going to contribute to her? She didn't. Mm-hmm. That was not what was required. And right now she's just graduated from high school. This is my daughter. And I see her blossoming. Like she likes film and acting and she's doing extra in a movie. And she got hired at the movie theater. She started doing filming with the access classes. One of, you know, they're, and what she's doing is beyond anything I could imagine. I can see everything is contributing. School was not. So it was more like getting that, you know, getting the high school diploma was important. But having the grades yeah. that were expected were never something that was important to her. And because it actually wasn't. But to recognize that takes a lot right. of courage. Right. Um, and, and this mother saw, she, the one I spoke to, was she really saw something different and had a really amazing conversation with her husband. And I believe she said at, at the end of the conversation, her, her husband was really excited about what she was going to be bring back from this workshop we were at for their lives to start looking so far outside of the box. It's where that yeah. um, consciousness is a little bit contagious. <laughs> or it runs it is off contagious. It is. Yeah. It does rub off on, uh, on you. And I know it's rubbed off on me. And you know what I love about that story? I just remembered that, Glenna. I actually had not remembered that story. What I remembered about it, my sisters were equally passionate about what they wanted. Equally yeah. passionate. And I knew uh, that I did not have what it took to do the work that an assistant you know, formerly known as a secretary does. I know it because I saw my mom in that capacity. I knew it. Answering phones terrified me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I had a glimpse of what that would look like, right? My sisters Mm -hmm. loved it, talking to people, being out there. You know, they could, they were really good at typing, even even at a young age. I'm like, I mean, I almost threw the typewriter across the room one day. So there was some part of me that was horrified about going to a school where I didn't believe, even as a teenager, that I just, first of all, I wouldn't like. And secondly, I would absolutely struggle through. I knew it. And so did my mom. She knew it. And while they all agreed, they could not see how music and art would ever help me let alone help me get a husband. Okay, <laughs> now we're getting down to the real issue here. Um, there was that moment in time that because of my, my mom's courage, that was something I got to pursue. I know to yeah. this day that that is an area that I never pursued. Do you know that for somebody like me, I, I know myself so well and knew myself so well that when the opportunity presented itself, I said, no, I'm going to sell hot dogs from a hot dog cart because I know I'm not going to be a good assistant to anybody. Yeah, that's it's a great story. And that, that to recognize, um, it's like if there's an ease that shows up when you're doing what works for you, like when you're creating mm-hmm. a life that works for you, or you're choosing what actually works and resonates with what you want to create. And to start, and it's not always easy to recognize that in our children. Um, you know, sometimes they'll mm-hmm. they'll work on a piece of draw, you know, some, a drawing, or do some type of activity at school that's a you know some homework activity that you can start to see it. Um, where it's just where they're you, you will say engrossed in it, but it's more they're they're being so much of them that that they're not a, 
mm. worrying about other things around them. It's just that's what they're being. And you start to recognize what that is in your children um, and asking, what would it take to recognize what's ease for my, child, for my children? What brings them joy? What would it take to recognize that and to contribute to that? You'll start to get more awarenesses. And it may be totally outside of your box. Like if you were someone who got good grades in school, recognizing someone that has ease not getting good grades may be difficult. Or the other way around, if it was difficult for you in school and you have a child that excels, recognizing the ease they have that may not be easy for you. It's getting out of our own way as parents to empower our children to choose things that work for them. And your stepmother, that's exactly what she was doing. Yeah. I mean, you probably could yeah. have done it anyway, but she would have had a fought. You would have had to fight with your whole family. She allowed you to have more ease in choosing. And I don't know for other parents, but for me, that's pretty fun. You know, mm-hmm. contributing to the ease of their choice instead of fighting their choices. Mm-hmm. And if you, yeah. and if you're wondering if those choices are going to screw them up, ask: Is this choice going to yeah. create more for them in their future? <laughs> Just see what that when you ask. Because some of them might screw them up a little bit, but you'll get this awareness. And then if you get it that it will, might screw them up, you know, ask another question: Is that really going to work for you? If you choose that, you can ask your kids from a really young age. If you choose that, what's it going to create? What's it going to create today? What's it going to create next week? They can see it. And then you get a lot more information about who this being is that showed up as your child. Yeah, I love this in so many ways. I really do. I forgot to mention I stuttered as a teenager. Could you see me going to school? (laughs) I mean, I know it's pretty funny. I think about it, you know, uh, my, certainly my dad couldn't put that together, but you know, it's really interesting though, about how we get to show up. I'm really struck by how, what a gift this is that you do. I mean, oh, I know you. it's a gift, but I'm really struck by it today because our kids today, I find the ones I chat with, they have these real deep moments of confusion about the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if yeah. you give them this, if you give them this ability to choose and see their future, that confusion goes away. Mm. My kids ha- don't have that, and I do see it all the time with kids. They are so sure of what they're choosing, and they also know they can choose again if it didn't work. Like, you know, I can, they can choose to go down this way, and then they can choose another choice the next day, and it's going to be yeah. okay. Okay, so you know, we need sense? to talk about yeah. that real quick, though. We have to talk about that real quick because it's not it's not generally okay for parents. I mean, how often have you ter- heard parents say, well, wait a minute, yesterday you decided that, now you stuck with it. I mean, uh-oh, did I just say, yeah. So parents have to be willing to allow in their own consciousness or enable uh, a child to change your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Cause everything's contributing somehow. Like if you've got that question out there, how can my, you know, what's contributing to your child creating more, if that's their, whatever their choices are contributing, you may not see it at that point, but you will see it. And you may have a child that's going to do 50 different jobs and every single one will be greater. What if you could contribute to that? Yeah, Being in the question of, of what the future is going to be, it allows you to have a lot more patience <laughs> as a parent, which is really <laughs> a great thing to have. <laughs> yeah, and and maybe we we will do our next show, Glenna, on what happens when, as parents, we give ourselves permission to choose. See, yeah. that's the other yep. side of this. 
It's hard yep. for us as parents to give our children permission when we are not even doing that for ourselves. Yes. Well, every single question that I gave out on this call to ask mm. for your children, you can use on yourself. Mm. I love it. I have one last question, actually, too. One, what are you going to dress up at Halloween as? <laughs> I'm going to be in Estonia, and they don't do Halloween, so I'm not sure. I'll wear black. I know that. I always do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, and I think that was the biggest sidestep question to answer it ever. Penny <laughs> really? I think she dodged that so she well. Did. That's she very did. believable. Yeah, I'm I was usually, waiting for I'm her to come back and ask me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to either be Jerry Lee Lewis or Elvis Presley with white hair. So there we go, because I dyed my hair recently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Glenna, what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? And please give out your website again. Oh, personal message. I want to say what I've said over and over. Empower your children to know that you knew, know and acknowledge that you know. And you're a greater parent than you've ever imagined possible. Awesome. What's the best way for people to find out more about you? And thank you for this fabulous show today. Yeah. com. Awesome. Okay. Maybe next, maybe next time we get together, we might just talk about, you know, the courage for parents to change their minds or some form of that. I, I would love I to like do that. I like that. Yeah, yes. I love it. Dr. Glenna Rice, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat and you are the best listeners on the planet. Benny, thank you for a fabulous show. And don't forget another hour on Transformation Talk Radio coming up right now. Seating audio was via a Skype call.